Welcome to the Thrive Podcast from Syngenta, where the latest news, farming tips, and innovations come together to educate and inspire. Hello, Thrive Podcast listeners. Welcome back to another episode. Today's podcast will be a bit unique because we are revisiting an earlier episode of Pete Your, now Research and Development Eastern Regional Head at Syngenta. As growers wrap up the 2022 season, 2023 is on their minds. How can they improve yield or quality from this year? What were some of the big decisions they made that impacted their operation, either for the better or that led to some challenges? The challenge that's been leading many of those conversations is how to efficiently control weeds to maximize profit opportunity. Pete says growers can get ahead of weeds with a plan that starts right after this year's harvest. Let's start with talking about which weeds are exerting the most pressure on our fields. So it depends on where you're at, right? There's there's places that they're dealing with a, a wide variety of weed species, um, but but really, you know, if you if you look at the where research is being conducted or um, or what is driving grower decisions right now, uh, it's all around the amaranthus species. And so your palmer amaranth, as well as your water hemp, um, they're the ones that are helping drive a lot of decisions at the farm level um, because these can not only be competitive with the crop, uh, they can be troublesome during harvest. They can reduce your grain quality. Um, but also they can produce hundreds of thousands of seed. And, and that's not only going to hurt you this year, but it's going to impact your weed management decisions uh, the next year. There's also some, some other weed species like giant and common ragweed, morning glory, velvet leaf, lamb's quarter, um, prickly cida, kochia. Those can also be uh, significant competitors with the crop uh, competing for light, water, nutrients, and so forth in the season. And um, so anything we can do to get these species under control early in the season will stop them from competing with the crop. It'll help us have clean fields through the season and uh, and maximize our yield potential. Which is obviously the ultimate goal, to have clean fields and as much yield potential as possible. So what makes these weeds so difficult to control? So like Palmer amaranth and water hemp, um, they're, they're natives of the Sonoran Desert. And so they're used to really tough environments or a really challenging dry environment. So in a field setting, uh, you're giving this these weeds a lot of uh, a lot of leverage because they're they're designed to be competitors to survive in advance, right? And um, and so these these if not controlled um, early in the season, they're going to merge with the crop. Um, and then once they hit about two inches in height, they can grow rapidly. Um, you you know you'll hear reports of them growing uh, of a of a Palmer amaranth growing uh, inch or two in a in a day or two period, uh, which is which is uh, phenomenal to think of a plant doing so uh, doing so much growth in such a short amount of time. But under those optimum conditions, it can do that. And and then quickly you have a, a four to six inch weed that's really tough to control. Um, and, and that's what we don't want to find, find ourselves doing early in the season is, is being behind on our weed management uh, because we know that's only going to make the rest of the season more challenging. That's really interesting that they're native to a desert. I had no idea. So if they can survive that, like you said, stick them in prime growing conditions and yeah, they're going to just completely take over. So then are there any cultural best practices that are recommended to help growers get off to a clean start early in the season? Starting clean is probably one of the most important things you can do to set the foundation for a successful season. Um, and whether that's using a, a burn down product 
or um, a, some sort of tillage system or or even a cover crop to ensure your fields are clean early in the season is, is really important to minimizing that early season weed competition. Um, another thing is good agronomics. Good agronomics will never steer you wrong. Uh, whether you're, you know, using the using narrow rows to to reduce the time to uh, crop canopy, um, increasing your plant populations to to ensure that you get quick canopy as well as a uh, uh, quick growth of the crop, and then uh, proper plant health. You know, so good nutrition, uh, good good fertility plan in place uh, that will promote crop growth. Uh, the all these things around agronomics will allow your crop to be more competitive with weeds and in some cases even help reduce the emergence of weeds because some weeds are dependent on having uh, sunlight hit the ground to germinate um, or that kind of activates the germination so to speak uh, and so anytime you can you can shade out the soil uh, you're going to have fewer weeds emerge and then and then lastly this is this is a holistic approach here but Weed seed bank management, and what that ultimately means is preventing weeds from ever going to seed. That's the best long-term strategy uh, we have for managing weeds. Yeah, that's good. You mentioned cover crops, and you also mentioned weather. Obviously, weather has an impact on everything. Um, how does that play into early season weed management? Cover crops are very beneficial um, for a variety of reasons. I mean, you know, just beyond weed control, you know, erosion control. Uh, it, it prevents uh, soil erosion, you know, during uh, wind and rain events. Um, nutrient management can help you manage some of your your nutrients as well as some some uh, cover crops actually make nu uh, nutrients such as uh, your lagoon cover crops making nitrogen. Um, and then from a, a water management standpoint, the ground's not going to dry out as fast, so that's going to pr preserve some moisture for you under uh, dry conditions. And all of those things will make can make your crop more competitive with weeds. Uh, then from an overall holistic weed management perspective, um, the, these, these weeds can, or these, these uh, cover crops um, can provide excellent ground cover or ground shading. And, and this will reduce the number of weeds that emerge in crop. Uh, and we, we've done some research around uh, cover crop uses and, and what we found is that when we utilize a cover crop with a, a pre-emergence residual herbicide, uh, along with a timely post-emergence product uh, with residual activity, uh, we will deliver a clean field. Wow, so many benefits. So what about weather? How does that impact early season weed emergence? Yeah, so this is the wild card for agriculture. You know, every every year is different. Um, and, you know, with some years being drier than others, and and some years being wetter. Um, and then and then it depends on where you're at. You know, we, we've experienced uh, extreme uh, rainfall events during planting season. And we've seen the challenges that brings, and we've seen extreme drought conditions. And so it really it can make uh, production a challenge. It can make getting things planted a challenge. We know that when we do not start with a pre-emergence product, uh, weeds will emerge with your corn and your soybeans. And then any delays in your post-emergence application due to uh, rain, wind, or equipment issues uh, will allow the weeds to compete with the crop. So 
this makes your your post emergence control more difficult in, in season. Um, it increases the likelihood of of making applications to larger weeds, um, and this can uh, allow that weed to to compete with the crop and potentially limit your yield potential. Um, and so this goes back to some I mentioned earlier. You know, starting with a solid weed management plan um, by planning planting into clean fields without weeds, applying a residual herbicide and making a timely post-emergence herbicide. This all gives you the best shot at maximizing yield potential, keeping your fields clean, reducing the likelihood of any weed seed production that could hinder your, your management decisions next season. And, and so just having a plan goes a long ways when it, when it comes to weed management. That's the one thing I hear over and over and over. Have a plan, stick to the plan, adjust as needed, but have a plan. Why is that pre and post-emergence combination key? If I'm talking to my my dad or my brother who farms, you know, what do I do? You're talking about a plan, Pete, but what what does that really mean? And and so I think it means not having weeds in the field at planting, um, using a pre-emergence residual herbicide that uh, doesn't uh, that controls the weeds, but also has excellent crop safety, so it doesn't hold your crop back. Um, making timely post-emergence applications, avoiding applications on on five, six, seven, eight inch tall weeds, and being out there before the weeds reach four inches, um, and having that as a target is important uh, to having successful control with those post-emergence products that we have available today. And then in your post applications, using overlapping residuals. These will, these will take out the need or reduce the need for uh, subsequent post-emergence applications. Uh, so multiple post-emergence applications can, can, they take a lot of time and they take a lot of money. So if you can, if you can make one post application in season uh, and, and with your overlapping residual, reduce the need for another, that's important. Um, and then at the end of the day, you know, if you if you see weeds in your field as the crop matures, um, do everything you can to prevent them from going to seed. Uh, because it, you know, if you look past that problem this year and you let those weeds stay in the field and go to seed, they will be next year's problem. And so let's be aggressive. Let's this uh, that we we've, we've got a high value corn and and soybean crop. So let's set ourselves up for long-term success by not allowing weeds to go to seed. When formulating an application plan, pre-emergence and post-emergence, what do you guys recommend? And does it change from year to year or is it kind of the same every year? And if so, how does it change? Utilizing a weed management program that includes robust uh, product use rates of products is, is key. Acuron has performed extremely well in corn. Um, it, it's, it's, it's a leader. Uh, it's, it provides that long-lasting broad-spectrum control that you expect out of a product that has four active ingredients and three sites of action. Uh, and then in, in soybeans, uh, we just launched a new brand uh, named Tendovo. Uh, it's going to keep fields cleaner longer than, um, than, than you've seen in the past with its uh, three active ingredients and three sites of action. Um, and so using tools like that that have multiple layers of, of uh, protection built in them at the right rates that give you robust performance, 
all of those are really key key tools to incorporate. But but also just want to add to that, uh, you know, is that incorporating overlapping residuals into your weed management program uh, is important. And what that really means is you're just using a pre-emergence product followed by a post-emergence product that has a residual herbicide in it. We've seen um, Acuron uh, apply pre-emergence followed by a Halix GT early post-emergence. This delivers a strong pre-emergence product followed by post-emergence control and post-emergence residual. Uh, and this will get you to harvest uh, with clean fields and, and uh, maximum, maximum yields. Um, and then you could also lead with a, a Lumax or Lexar, follow that with uh, Acuron GT post-emergence. This will provide you with excellent weed control and crop safety um, to, to see you to the end of the season uh, for, these, for the yields you're looking for. Yeah, you caught out some great products like Lumax Easy, Lexar Easy, Acuron GT, and Tendovo. And what I'm hearing and really want to underscore is that there are excellent, effective options out there for growers to manage those early season weeds to help those fields stay cleaner and greener. Thank you so much, Pete. We recently announced the winners of this year's Accelerating a Generation Scholarship. Six students who are studying agriculture will receive $2,500 plus a $500 donation to the charity of their choice. Many talented students pursuing degrees focused within ag applied for the program and six winners were selected. Congratulations to Taylor Baggett, Reagan Drager, Luke Hupel, Johanna Hooten, Desiree Lee, and Ashlyn Person. I love that we get a pour into the next generation of ag professionals. Johanna Hooten is a first-generation student majoring in horticulture who said that scholarship is a blessing, helping her remain debt-free while she seeks her degree. I mean, truly something like this just can't be underestimated. Luke Hupel said this degree in agriculture will help him do his part to feed a growing world, and Reagan will be giving her $500 donation to the 4-H club she's been a part of since she was 11, so help enable the club just to continue developing for future generations of agriculturalists. I know each of these winners will do amazing things. Congratulations to all six. Thank you for listening to The Thrive Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to receive the latest updates in your favorite podcast listening platform. Always read and follow label instructions. Acuron, Indigo ZZ, Indigo ZZX, Lexar EZ, and Luminax EZ are restricted-use pesticides.